welcome to The Big Three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia episode by episode and delves into themes, trivia, and more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. And I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And today we are going over a arc that's not really an arc. It's the pre-exams arc. I labeled everything as like this arc, that arc, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this isn't really anything. But it's, <laughs> it's the pre-exams Can arc. I just say, Nate, um, your hello at the very beginning of this uh, episode had some real present mic energy. Yeah. <laughs> your impressions are getting too good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting I a, to get worried. Uh, this set of episodes actually has my favorite present mic moment of the series. Uh, so. <laughs> So far so there's 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 a manga moment that i like more than this but this is like the good very 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 funny moment for me mm. um for the for the sub and uh we'll get to that later but for now the aftermath of hero killer stain we are right back in hosu the night that that stain yeeted deku off of his maybe childhood friend <laughs> as a nomu we see the same news lady from season one the same lady that was like what's all might's deal she's a recurring character which mm. i think is cool mm-hmm. she's like the uh, april o'neill of this world like one million percent she like needs to get the scoop she she rules does she also fall in love with a turtle though not yet isn't because isn't there like a thing where like like or no i guess yeah. the turtles just love her but i thought there was like a okay it's this casey is a, jones don't, don't, casey, I don't i don't know i don't know the lord don't at me anybody, no, but. Casey, casey and april do get together but i thought there was like a thing with a turtle anyway uh this is not a teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> this podcast. is not a podcast about yeah. let me call uh, brandon hunt and ask him he'll yeah. yell at me for like an yes, hour and a exactly. half exactly but yeah, no, she sees Shigaraki and Kuragiri up on the tower watching everything and uh, they escape into a portal and uh, they're like, I wonder what tomorrow's newspapers are going to say about the league. <laughs> Turns out nothing or the episode would be called the aftermath of the League of Villains. And it's not. <laughs> it's called the aftermath of Hero Killer Stain because he's got better clout. In the Hosu hospital, the kids are healing up and talking over the events of the fight. Uh, Deku's like, oh, we're lucky to be alive. But in reality, he's alive because Stain was like, you're a cool kid and then killed somebody. <laughs> you're all right, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Torino and Manuel show up and tell the kids like, hey, you did a stupid thing. Um, and, and so also shows up a uh, droopy dog. Um, the police chief, <laughs> which is very good. Very good. <laughs> My favorite thing is just the woofs. And they're not even yeah. like Oof. like dog noises. Like they're just woof. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> very good. <laughs> very good. And in Japanese, he says Juan after stuff. And Deku's like, Juan. <laughs> it's, 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 it's very, very good. I, my favorite quirks are the ones where it's just like, him a cat <laughs> it's like the end <laughs> he's the police chief um and uh he says like you kids did a big illegal uh society takes it really seriously when somebody with the ability to kill super easily just does what they want um without any oversight or planning this is not like gun control that we're talking about here even deku can fucking perform a headedectomy real quick <laughs> with a mm-hmm. swift chop but still um, what they did was technically good, but it was also technically bad in the eyes of the law. Um, and it was a villainous act. And all of the pros involved are going to receive punishment, which is like, oh, yeah, I guess if there's a system like this in yeah. place, like they, they get less stars on their hero Uber account or whatever. <laughs> Deku's sitting at like a solid three right now. Yeah. Yeah. Deku is like, good conversation. Um, <laughs> zero. That's, that's kind of it. Like <laughs> one star with maintains bone integrity. Got <laughs> got drunk and threw up in the back of the car yeah he got me there on time but the car is in rough shape i don't have a car anymore yeah <laughs> he broke my car oh i was thinking for like passengers i would I like oh, but because yeah. oh. okay passengers get secret ratings right is that a conspiracy mm-hmm. theory or yeah no, no it's yeah. real it's That's real especially with uber so like because i feel like deku would have a very bad passenger uber rating yeah i think yeah no right. he he would have like a good he'd be like very very happy like very like cool to talk to but also he got blood all over my seat that's what i was gonna mm-hmm. say is like got in the car bleeding out <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> blood in my white Valentino bag. Sir, please, um, please stop using the Uber as an ambulance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a millennial, I guess. Um, right. Is he a Zoomer? I don't know. Shoto is like, well, we did good stuff, so what does it matter? Um, he's like kind of acting like his dad. But the chief is like, oh, so whatever you do is fine so long as it ends up okay. Even doesn't matter what laws you break or whatever. It's like, damn, dude, we're going to just talk about the main theme out in the open in front of God and the ICU and everyone, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shoto calls him a mutt. Mm-mm. I was watching this episode with Andrew last night and he's like, is that a slur? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like- yes, absolutely. 
Maybe all this talk about heteromorphic quirks being like demonized is legit that we've been saying. Yeah. Uh, also, tough talk from a literal mutt. Um, he's literally like, uh, yeah, right. He's literally like, your dad bred you, idiot. <laughs> That's uh, the ultimate insult to give in kindergarten. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, your dad bred you. Yeah, well, you're a eugenics, so shut up. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. No eugenics. <laughs> this, uh, this show's becoming problematic. Let's move on. Yeah, good idea. Listen, I shit, I'm not I didn't have a weird kid made anyway. Um I didn't buy my wife. Um the, the store was out, I don't know. Um bad time to take a drink of water. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Real bad. If the news of this situation got out that the kids were able to like do this, it would totally like erode hero society since it proves that a bunch of high schoolers can take down a literal like double digit homicide maniac and they can do that but the uber heroes can't do it so what is this system even doing then right this is really cool for the kids and affirming that they're like good heroes but at the same time and no pun intended woof dude if your society <laughs> is this fragile maybe it sucks yeah this is played as like a happy turn of events of just like okay we're gonna let you off the hook uh to save this pr nightmare but like the underlying notion of that is super grim and uh this will not be the last time that this kind of thing is discussed. Mm. Ida apologizes. Deku apologizes. Shoto says nothing, which is like, <laughs> oh, man. Attracts. Chill out. Narrator Deku says the results of this event would eat at us in a different way, which I think is cool. I, I, I'm still not convinced that narrator Deku is useful as like a narrative device, but it's it's cool to just be like, this thing is going to be important mm. from, from like omniscient Deku. Right. News of the Nomu and the hero killer are starting to spread. Um, we see a few people react to the news. Uh, we see like a body mod looking goth that's leaving a beauty salon. Probably just got his hair colored. See a cute little radio in the woods and a, like a big dude. We see a schoolgirl in a factory skipping, listening to her iPod or whatever. And we see the league headquarters as Shigaraki reacts to Sane getting all the praise. Um, and honestly, Stain did the bigger shit here. So yeah, totally. <laughs> all Shigaraki did was like say like, oh, hey, let's slow down some heroes with some screaming weirdos. <laughs> something I found interesting about this, too, is they're doing the same thing for Stain that you see like in American news mm -hmm. where like it's very much like this expose on like the killer and like talking mm -hmm. about like in school, like he felt this way and he felt yeah. abandoned by the system, blah, blah, blah. And it's mm -hmm. doing the same shit that you see in America where totally. people people look at this and they're just like like the virginia tech shooter guy like like i remember that was all over the news of like what he looks mm -hmm. like what he was doing mm -hmm. like every like with columbine it's like they play these video games all that shit yeah yeah they go into depth and like you also see like the response from people who are like oh yeah i kind of feel that way too and like it it can be like a motivating factor so it's kind of interesting to see that because it it parallels the media that we see very well yeah and it's like you are reporting this stuff so that your ratings are good, but you're mm -hmm. also like kind of eroding confidence yep. in the status quo for better or worse. Yeah, it, it incites things. Um, and that's kind of what we see. That whole little montage is like all these people kind of being like, yeah, I feel the same. Like, yeah. I get mm -hmm. that. Totally. That's one of the big strengths of My Hero is like there is a world. And whether that's talking about like the committees and laws or whether it's like real people that are reacting to news, like one off characters that are like, huh, you never see that person again. But you know that society is going, mm -hmm. huh, at mm -hmm. some of this stuff. Back at Best Genus, we see him briefing, get it, trainees about how <laughs> in times of chaos like this, people can act up and it's heroes jobs to stay calm. So let's brace our bodies and minds with our tight jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Bakugo hates this, and Bakugo in blue jeans is very good. Shout out, shout out to that fresh cut, also. Just oh my god, yeah, his Ooh. his bangs are trained. He's ready to go. Sixth grade picture day. He got he got the K-pop boy. Yeah, <laughs> like I fucking I looked like that shit in like seventh grade on picture day. Like yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck. Bakugo looking like he'd have the little seven above his name on Twitter. I also do really love that every time he gets angry, it just pops back to normal briefly and then comes back down. That's really funny. It's very good. Kendo and Momo are doing their commercial with the snake lady. The Hardy boys comment on the situation while they're um, like picking up trash, which is good. And uh, Uraraka calls Deku. Deku is jazzed as hell to talk to a girl on the phone. And Gunhead asks Uraraka if that was her boyfriend. And I fucking love Gunhead. He's like, ooh, is that your Gunhead's boyfriend? So good. <laughs> Gunhead's so good. Gunhead's great. I also love like 
I watched that and I was like, man, Deku's such a fucking nerd. But at the same time, I was like, I remember the first time like I talked to a boy on the phone and it's just like, oh, wow, this is this is like a this is a big mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, she sounded so close to me or whatever. Yeah, he says. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like she's whispering in my ear. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Back in the recovery room, Ida's like, oopsie doops. I did an oopsie whoopsie on my hand and I got long term damage here. And the, I like the parallels here with Deku, um, mm-hmm. like making a rash mistake that ends up damaging you permanently he notes that stain was right and i wasn't being a hero and deku's like it would be really rude to apologize here again which is good because like ida did that deku Mm -hmm. you didn't do that like you failing to like put him in handcuffs and give him a big old hug like doesn't Mm -hmm. you didn't need to do that Mm -hmm. for this to not happen but he's like this this broken hand is gonna guide me and, and and i'll do the same or whatever which i think is really cool but Shoto is like, every time I do something, everyone's hands get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Am I cursed? Which is so funny. I love like Shoto's like inner monologue that he must have. He must live in a different world because like he's like, are you All Might's secret son? Do I? Am I a hand curse man? Loki, <laughs> like Shoto might be one of the funniest characters on this show, like completely by accident. Yeah, yeah. I'm the hand crusher. <laughs> Back in the teacher's lounge at UA, All Might's phone rings hilariously, which I really love. A phone call is here! Yeah. A phone call is here! Which, like, if you're in, like, small might mode, you don't want that yeah. to be your ringtone, I feel like, if you're just going to the conbini and buying shit. I mean, I guess, like, if that's something that hardcore, like, All Might fans would have as their ringtone, I could see that. It's Torino on the phone. Uh, Torino is like, I got a pay cut and they took my teaching license away, but I don't really care because I only had that so I could beat the shit out of you legally in school. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about staying. He's like, that ideology uh, really shocked me, uh, but it reminded me of you because of his charisma and conviction. And because of the internet, it's like certain that more people are going to be emboldened by this and join the league. Kind of like what Jess was saying with mm-hmm. like how media spreads stuff around and it gets, you know, ideas into people's heads that... Maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. Mm -hmm. Torino talks of an enemy general that may have planned this or at least is benefiting from it. Says all for one must be moving again. The man that put the hole in your stomach and killed Master Shimura, um, which like, buddy, (laughs) on a collect on like 1-800-CALL-ATT or whatever, like, you got a hole punched in your chest and he killed killed my best friend. (laughs) It's like, chill. (laughs) The FBI agent inside his phone was uh, yes, like, got some, some juicy gossip that day. Yo. Well, fucking Gran Torino dials down the center in the fucking hospital to talk to All Might. <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ. He's like, Deku admires you, and you need to tell him everything about One for All. Two days later, we see some black market salesman dudes talking about the state of the world. They seem to kind of be uh, in like the support item info and recruiting biz for villains, which like, you know, Villains need support items too. Like, yeah. you know, if if you're if you're Cyclops and you're evil, you need that fucking visor or else you're going to mm. be blasted and everything. And they uh they talk about a time before All Might, so that's it's like so far away that it feels like a dream. Still it was real and it was better for them. These brokers watch a fucking video essay on Stain containing his backstory, like confirming that he was a student and took things too seriously and wasn't helped out and became Stain like we were saying. This is the kind of stuff that like we as the audience already know about, but it's important that like we see that the world also knows this stuff too. And even from like out, outside of like the villains knowing this, we start to see how like the news shifts public perception and like mm-hmm. that becomes something that that comes into play later. Right. Yeah, and it and like as we're recording this tomorrow issue 300 of the manga comes out and hey, we're still talking about it in a major way. So like this is not any of us reading too far into things. This is like explicitly what the the overarching plot of the series is. <laughs> The brokers are like, not that anyone has noticed quite yet, but the evil that was scattered hiding deep in the quiet places where no one could see them has now been hit by a single fever to go to the organization that the hero killer belonged to. Nobody fucking talks like that, but that's cool. (laughs) That's cool as fuck. Can you imagine if we did the podcast like this? If somebody told me something like that, I'd be like, I will do whatever you want. You sound so (laughs) fucking cool. Holy shit. A villain is born. Uh, Yeah, exactly. I I take great care to make sure that my, like, my notes don't come across as, like, Hamburglore scripts. Yeah. About about shit, you know? Don't want them to be, like, weirdly, like poetic in a way exactly like i do have an art degree but i don't have an art degree you know so 
so then we see uh, the schoolgirl from earlier who seemingly just drank some dude's blood. We see the goth that uh, came out of the beauty salon. We see a ninja turtle, some kind of <laughs> fucked up fart cloud looking guy, and yeah. the radio guy starting to uh, make moves. And even though Stain wasn't affiliated directly with the League, people want to join the League to further his will, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Episode 32, Everyone's Internships. This is technically like a filler episode because it's anime only. It's not in the manga at all. But it does give a lot of perspective on the world and it uh, and the minds of the students. And it's going to become super important later in the series and in this arc and, and all that kind of stuff. So I like this episode a lot. I love I love the filler that the show It's one does. of my favorites. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's filler that later on you're like, oh, that's why she thinks that because she mm-hmm. had this experience, right. that kind yeah. of a thing. And it's not just like they went to the beach and everyone saw some some boobs or whatever. Whoa. <laughs> Endeavor took the credit for Stain, but he fucking hates it. And I love that. He's like sitting at the podium. And he's like, yeah, I fucking uh, definitely punched him so hard that he died or whatever. Uh, he definitely didn't scare the shit out of me. And then he <laughs> died himself. Uh, <laughs> that's something that I love, though. And like, the episode that we just talked about um, mm-hmm. is fucking Todoroki walking out of that room. Yeah. being like, I'm going to go chicken on my dad because I'm sure he's pissed about this. And I was like, yeah. you're such a petty like he, bitch. He was like, I want to see the shame on his face i'm like let's go dude yeah that happens Hell, yeah that, that happens in this episode yes. uh, it's the, my next sentence is that like shoto's excited to see endeavor be mad about this lol that's my trauma kid trauma 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 kids <laughs> so shoto left because he just basically had some bumps and bruises because he's like a black mage and had some distance on stain ida's like well I don't even I'm not even from here, so I'm going to go home to the hospital over there and, and and hang out. And I don't know if I noted it or not, but he's like, I'm not going to like this hand is going to stay yeah. broken until I can because he can get surgery on yeah, it. He said it's just expensive, right? It's expensive. And he's like, like, also, I want to make sure that I can be a hero and put this hand to use, I guess, is mm-hmm. sort of his thing, which I think is like, it's very like paladin, white knight sure, ass, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> lawful good shit. He is the most paladin motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He, he truly is. But yeah, I, I kind of like, like it though, in a sense, yeah. just because it's like, I want to, I want to like carry this reminder of like yeah. me being a dumbass and like, I want to learn my lesson. Yeah, I think that rules. He tried to kill someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Maybe like, don't do that, bud. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe keep your weird hand together, like as as and and weird until like you can be really confident that you're not gonna go mm-hmm. do a big murder in an alleyway, mm-hmm. regardless of your motivations. Bakugo and Genist are on patrol after Deku's like, I wonder how everyone else is doing. And the camera pans up. It's like, I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah cool, great, thanks. They're on patrol. Uh, he quizzes Bakugo about the purpose of a patrol, which is kind of just to tell the audience what a pro thinks of patrol and the answer is to show people that they're here to build confidence symbol of peace all that kind of shit (laughs) i just love that like there's just a little army of like blue jean motherfucker blue jean babies walking around (laughs) and fucking (laughs) bakugo gets recognized as bakugu and yells at some kids (laughs) which is very very good yeah i I wrote just down in my notes that bakugo has the bedside manner of a gun Meanwhile, the gunhead guy is like is like a sweetheart. Yeah, Yeah. like like whenever he tried, it was still terrible. I would hate being PR for whatever fucking agency Bakugo joins. Oh, God, absolutely. (laughs) It'd just be a fucking nightmare. Just like calling him like, what did you do? (laughs) That's like whoever the fuck like gets that. Like there was that job posting at Tesla for managing Elon Musk's (laughs) Twitter account. Like that's the same thing. Bakugo is explosion Elon Musk. He's, he's the type of person you'd call and be like, no interviews, do not do interviews, do not do them. And then you'd fucking turn on the TV and you just see him. It's him going, it was practice, it was practice. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that they were going to get healed if I blasted him in the face, it's fine. <laughs> Genist is like, Bakugo could be a hero or a villain depending on his influences in life because he's very skilled and he's got like high ambition to be the best and that could really really go either way especially with a dude that's been a piece of shit for a long time and was never told he was an asshole because he's explosion michael jordan (laughs) i see heroes as like sports stars in this world where it's like they sell products that you know like you know Mm -hmm. that there's like all might o's it like there's like there's like present mike on a box of wheaties or whatever the fuck and where do you think baby deku got all of his fucking all might shit like they literally yeah. have a pop. He has an actual pop figure of, yeah. <laughs> of All Might in his room. Superheroes are an industry yeah, and not just totally. like just that, like the going out and fighting crime part of it. Like there is this mm-hmm. whole like 
merchandise. Like I said, PR. Like there's like this whole industry behind it. WWE t-shirts, yeah. Fuck, I'm sure even like <laughs> tourism's a thing. Like think of yeah. how many people would go to a certain place because like they know, oh, this hero like patrols here, you know. Yeah, it's like, oh, maybe I can like see them like bust up a criminal or something. Mm -hmm. Like. Mm -hmm. Think about like, it. If you knew like where fucking Batman and Superman were hanging out, wouldn't you be like, man, I really want to go to Gotham, honestly, even though yeah. the place is pretty shitty. It'd be kind of cool. <laughs> want to go to Crime Alley and yeah, hang out. Crime yeah. Alley. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> People just taking photos of the ground. <laughs> we really got to rename this alley. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, sports heroes in our world get away with a bunch of shit. Michael Vick fucking had dog fights, yeah. dog. Like, what the fuck? We see Gunhead training with her Araka, training on how to disarm a knife wielder. And she's going to use that technique a lot mm. like a lot a lot i think this was like the point during my first watch where i'm like oh i think uraka is one of the best characters in this show she wicked is whenever like between this and like the fight against bakugo and i'm like oh mm -hmm. no she whips ass like i i love my pink cheeks 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 that out of context <laughs> is very good also <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, god. oh my god yeah episode episode nine just peach emoji um <laughs> but no like cam mentioned i think last episode uraka seems to be the only one that's taking this seriously to yeah. like learn new things and not just do the thing they're already good at yeah. in front of people she's like the the only one that views this as a challenge like mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. i i think honestly she is like the most driven person in that class at least from like what i can kind of tell with what like little info that mm -hmm. we have i totally agree especially like think of like the sports festival that yeah. we just saw and like her thinking outside of the box um for how to use her powers like she really wants to know how to be offensive yeah um mm -hmm. because she's she has something that naturally lends itself to being like a rescue hero type thing but she's mm -hmm. like no like i can do that but also i want to do this shit too because yeah. i can and i can find ways to do that and i can train and be just as good as somebody with like you know this crazy powerful magic quirk like todoroki or like strong melee mm -hmm. like honestly the fact that like fucking anybody else in that class if they went up against bakugo they would have just shit themselves like immediately oh yeah but like the fact that especially hayama oh yeah right uh the fact that like <laughs> the fact that like she saw that and was just like okay cool i can't do this but i'm mm -hmm. going to learn is like honestly way more impressive than like what most of the other people in this class do mm -hmm. yeah yeah, absolutely. We see the Hardy Boys for a second. We see Jiro and Death Arms rescuing hostages. I love Jiro and Death Arms. Yeah. They're such a good, like, they would be in a band together. Absolutely. It's very good. I would listen to that band. Sick ass punk band. Death Hell Arms yeah. would be the drummer and she's the bassist for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Time for the meat of the episode, which is my girl Sue. Um, she is with the Oki Mariner and an Oki like in Japanese means like awakening, which I'm like, oh, cool. This is this is her thing. She's talking to a sidekick named Sirius. I would die for Sirius. I would die for Sirius. She's Vaporeon mm -hmm. and I love her. She talks about her internship and, and it's like, oh, yeah, like I found it a little boring at first, but I realized something important about hero work. She's interrupted by Selkie, who's a big seal dude. I love him. <laughs> That insults Froppy saying frogs have big mouths, but that doesn't mean you can slack off and chat. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And Sirius is like, no, no, no. We were just talking about hero work. And he's like, okay. And then he does like a, a cutesy thing, but he's too macho, <laughs> which I love that. But Sue is like, oh, he's cute. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Sue is correct. This Navy crew. I would watch an entire fucking show of just them. Like, oh, yeah, I love them. I forgot about this segment because it's basically like half the episode mm -hmm. um, and I totally forgot about it until I got to it um, this time around and I was like oh my god this was so good it's so like, good I could watch these one off like just these heroes that aren't Deku doing shit it's so good same yeah that's why I want vigilantes to be animated in a in an anime because it's like it's a, it's it's all that <laughs> in my heart I feel like it will be me too me too just like with all the success yeah. of my hero like it's gotta be right yeah we'll, we'll talk about this in a bonus episode but yeah <laughs> I, I absolutely do think that i just want to see more selkie and his crew because they're fucking great mm -hmm. the like sailors and the like very very homoerotic like sleeveless <laughs> yes. like sailor thing oh, like so uh, looking like um channing tatum in hail caesar and yeah. shit like, <laughs> yeah. so very very oh, good oh my god they're so good so they get a job from the hero commission and start to head out on the oki mariner um, some stowaways are on another ship um, and they were asked to help. Looks like they were doing some drug smuggling shit or some kind of other broker shit. Something that we saw in the last episode people talking about. So it's all connected. 
Selkie is a lot like Froppy in that his quirk is that he just am an animal, uh, which is cool. This may be a little too big brain try hard, but look who you're listening to. Um, but him being a heteromorphic type may be why Sue is like, oh, he's cute, even though mm. normal looking people, right. normal looking people and kids don't like see him as cute. And you don't see very many heteromorphic heroes mm -hmm. that are like, oh, he's, I don't know, he's, he's, he's Voltorb or whatever. <laughs> like, you don't see that. It's like, oh, cool. It's a sexy lady. Wow. Yay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, Selkie uses echolocation to find out where they're going and they set off. Froppy is told, like, chill here. You're a literal child. <laughs> they board the ship and look for stowaways. Turns out that the people running the ship were the villains the whole time. Fucking Calamario and Luigi is what Ooh. I said. <laughs> These fucking, That's so good. These fucking Dragon <laughs> Quest looking motherfuckers. Like, Ooh, yes. I, I called them Splatoon boys. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I definitely called them the Split Twins oh later on. <laughs> they, like, I mean, and it could just be that I've been playing a shitload of Dragon Quest lately, but they just straight up mm. look like Dragon Quest enemies, and I absolutely love that. Yeah. <laughs> Sirius gets our intro here. She can hear real good, which is like a good pair for somebody whose thing is echolocation. Right. We, it is revealed later that her little like Vaporeon ears aren't her actual ears. And I'm like, damn it, because <laughs> yeah. that's cool. But um, <laughs> this is a good pairing for somebody like that, though, uh, like Selkie. Uh, they're able to communicate without tech uh, in this way, which is like super useful. Sirius is like, we have to believe in the captain and trust that they'll stay off the hook of the split twins is what i said god Fuck damn it you uh, i wrote this like two weeks ago i don't know <laughs> they find the ship and board it uh, but they're quickly attacked by fucking davy jones uh with froppy as the only free one in this scenario she's told by the villain to radio selkie and say hey we didn't find the villains don't worry about it before she does that she remembers that sirius said to trust the captain and she's trying to she's like putting it together that like what sirius was probably saying was trust in the process of like the hero work to work, which is like, uh, I don't yeah. know if that's good or not, but it mm -hmm. does work here. The villain definitely, he's like, okay, I'm going to kill these people now. But uh, Selkie shows up uh, after being like held captain by Calamario and Luigi. He gets inked. He can use his echolocation. It's just a normal fight. There isn't like anything like super important yeah. here. It's just good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just a good ass anime fight. They do like a team up attack and whatever. Sick as hell. Yeah. Sue Sue is like, oh, I think I understand like the the teamwork of being a hero mm -hmm. and the process and the like the structure of it. She she strikes me as a rational person that really thrives on structure. Yeah. I don't know if that's me reading too far into it, but she I, definitely feels like that. I totally agree with you. I, yeah. I think that Sue is the most like big brain about yeah. or maybe not big brain, maybe like big picture. Yeah. Like she she values teamwork she values the structure of things she reads the textbook outside of class exactly <laughs> i i am the same way she she gets that like if everybody does their part things are successful it's totally. like it's the people who playing volleyball who decide like no i'm gonna run to the front and get that even though i'm in the back bakugo like spike yeah exactly like that's that's the type of shit like bakugo would do yeah like not 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 in it for the glory in it to just get the job done as the in the best yes. possible way she she knows her role and she respects that yeah yeah um and later um looks like the squids were actually smuggling drugs this whole time selkie congratulates froppy and calls her a good hero and fucking froppy rules dude is it just the note i have there froppy rules froppy is so good drugs being involved with the nomu is important to like make the connection here that there is like a literal boat full of drugs uh that was being smuggled here and so it seems like oh something big is probably coming huh so this is a small little filler episode, but it actually has like a lot of connections with like the drugs, the broker stuff and a bunch of Sue's motivations that we'll see later in like season three. And it's a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. it's good television. Yeah. <laughs> episode 33. Listen up. A tale from the past. Deku thanks Torino for the training. However, Torino tells him like, hey, you did overdo it a bit and you went past 5% and you got hurt, which is like, oh, man, you went over 5%. Like, ooh. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Deku is like, why are you a secretive hero? Like, why? Why has nobody heard of you? And he's like, I wasn't really I didn't really want to be a hero. I just kind of wanted to be able to use my quirk in public because you need a license to be able mm -hmm. to do mm -hmm. just zippy zippy around shit and like if your thing is that you can fly like you're gonna tell this dude to take the fucking bus he tells deku uh like hey ask all might to tell you about 
everything and like expect more out of him in general because he is shitting the bed a lot. Mm -hmm. As Deku leaves, uh, Torino is like, you're different in build and personality, but you're definitely alike, uh, All Might and Deku. And he asks Deku one more time who he is. And this time Deku like gets what I think he meant the whole time. Instead of just giving his real name, he tells Gran Torino with like a little bit of pride this time that he's Deku, which I love. Yeah. The, the, the camera angle is very good. Satisfied, Torino's like, all right, then fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna go eat some pastries. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go eat some weird fish pastries or whatever the hell. What are in those? Do we know? I don't fucking know, Somebody man. knows. They look like toaster strudels. I don't fucking know. They're probably, I feel like it's uh, like way more common in like Asian cooking. Probably. For it to be yeah. like meat filled. It probably is like yeah, fish or something. Yeah, it's probably like a fish cake or something. Mm -hmm. He thinks, let's both watch over him, Toshinori, until the day comes when you pass into history, until the name Deku is celebrated as the symbol of peace. And the wording of until you pass into history is interesting. Mm -hmm. You'd think that he'd word that differently since he's the much, much older one of the two. Mm -hmm. Put a little pin in that for season four, baby. Um, <laughs> Bakugo is getting shit for his bangs being trained in class, which is very good. <laughs> it's like, it can't go back to normal yet. The most high school thing. Then they get him mad and it does. <laughs> like, you gotta roast your friends for their haircuts, you know? That's just what you gotta do sometimes. Yeah, especially Bakugo. Yeah. yeah. No, he needs he needs to be brought down like 12 pegs. He, he mm -hmm. needs to be humbled. It's, it's yeah. good. The kids are all talking about their internships and what they learned. Uraraka has fucking ultra instinct from <laughs> training yeah. with Gunhead, which is, she's like, I'm very enlightened now. <laughs> She's like got a punching stance. I love that. Shout out to uh, this episode for being uh, just pure, just Mineta garbage, terrible, awful, like front to back. As, as a note about my notes, I don't mention a lot of the Mineta stuff and it's not to ignore the problematic shit that he does. It's just like, I don't want to waste our time yeah. talking about him more when we all know in episode nine of this podcast that Minetta is a sexist piece of shit and should not be in the show. It's so fucking one note. Like everybody in this show's characters are like so well developed and his is like just so painfully flat. Mm -hmm. And even when he gets character development, it's like, okay, all right, all right, <laughs> that's, well, that's whatever. the end we of it. You, it's like so. he's there for like comedic relief, but he's not funny. Yeah. Which is <laughs> like the yeah. worst thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of things that aren't super great, Kaminari calls Stain cool, which is dumb since he's a murderer and he tried to kill Ida's brother, <laughs> Ida, who is still in that room with them. And he tried to kill Ida, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then Ida tried to kill him. Yes. <laughs> um, Ida seems to be back to normal-ish, but he also pledges, oh yeah, this is when he says he's not going to get surgery to fix his hand until mm. he can be worthy of Ingenium. A little bit of whiplash of him getting back to normal, but if you note, like, his hand motions are different from yeah. now on, which is like, oh, okay. Time for training with All Might. They're at Field Gamma, which is an industrial zone, that the and the kids are going to have a little race. Um, the beginning of Season 5 is actually going to largely take place in Field Gamma, so it's, like, cool to see that continuity, to, to like, go back and be like, oh, yeah, this, this, this pipes place. <laughs> this is a chance for Deku to show off what he's learned. Um, and so it's Mina, Saro, Ojiro, Ida, and Deku in this first race. Saro is in the lead, but Deku uses his full cowling and moves he learned from Bakugo to take the lead. Bakugo's fucking mortified. <laughs> I love this. He's like, he, he learned from me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh man, my internship being so philosophical and like blue jean wearing was like a waste. Those lessons I think are going to appreciate in time. Mm -hmm. However, like, I don't know, shit I learned in freshman year in high school, like I probably thought was pretty stupid, but now it's just like in yeah. my brain of, of, mm -hmm. of shit, you know, yeah, so. It takes know. times for some things to marry. Deku fucking derfs it and Saro gets a much needed <laughs> dub in this uh, race, which is very he good. He deserves that dub also. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. mm. dub tape. I don't know. Good. Good. No, I loved that, though, because I was like this. He he's got some Spider-Man shit going for him. Mm -hmm. He should be good at this. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some, yeah. Sometimes the person who should win is the person who should win. <laughs> like mm -hmm. put a pin in, put a pin in that oh, because yeah. we're going to talk mm -hmm. about that in a little bit. Uh, everyone is like, oh, like Deku's learning and stuff like that. And all of the kids are making subtle changes to how they fight, how they look, all how they act, all this kind of shit. And this is a very like it's not a slow paced show because like terrorists show up and get shot a bunch. But like <laughs> time goes by slowly. Like mm -hmm. I said, we're in chapter 300 in the manga and we are, I think, maybe just past one year of them in school. So this shit going to be a long time. And mm -hmm. so you have to notice when Ojiro gets a new outfit or whatever, you know, <laughs> All Might is like, hey, Deku. Meet me after class. I need to spill the shade and throw the tea about one for all. Let's go for it. In the locker room, kids are like, oh, man, I'm, I'm jealous of your quirk. I'm jealous of your quirk, which is like, 
it's cool and cute that like everybody is like noticing each other's strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. It's like, aha, as you guys build teams, right. you're going to know, oh, Ida's quick, so I shouldn't run to this thing because Ida will do it, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then Mineta does a fucking whatever, go drink a knife. Yeah, fucking Jiro should have rammed that fucking headphone jack through his fucking skull. <laughs> I think she tried. I think it was just too, I think it was just too long of a distance. <laughs> mm, if if that would have just like gone through the back of his head, I would have like oh that would have been so good. You just see like the Jap the Japanese like ceremonial funeral like yeah. thing with the picture and everything of him. It's like, oh I guess he died. Yeah, Shit. Cool, okay. great. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Everybody's at the funeral and they're just like, Oh, I guess we didn't really miss him that much. Oh well. And yeah. then we just keep going. There's a yeah a note from Horikoshi at the end of the chapter. It's just like I don't like him anymore. I don't care for him. I'm, I'm, I'm killing him. <laughs> Mineta was a mistake. Yes, that's, that's for damn sure. So in this little meeting with All Might, um, All Might is like, so hey, so Stain tasted your blood, and ingesting DNA is how you transfer one for all. And Deku's like, oh fuck, and he's like, oh, so you didn't think of that? I'm I'm here to tell you that it wasn't a big deal because you have to will it. And he's like, oh, okay, good. The real reason Deku is there is to talk to the other side of uh, All Might's One for All, the aptly named All for One, which I fuck up all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> A quirk that steals quirks and can re-gift them to others. And in the past, this quirk led to chaos, even more chaos than there is in the society that they're already living in. Um, back when superpowers showed up, it was real X-Men up in there and human civilization's progress was like uh, super halted. Deku is like, I remember seeing on TV that like people were saying we would be in space having vacations right now if it wasn't for quirks like this is legit like 115 years in the future of where we are now. And there's barely any advancement because exploding babies were being born and shit <laughs> like yeah. you got to you got to tend to that, right, man. Right. I mean, imagine like like restructuring society yeah. like that's mm -hmm. like this. It's something that literally altered like how the entire world lives not just like the like oh you know people mm -hmm. with quirks like you know like this is like a societal like structure that was just demolished mm -hmm. and has yeah. to be rebuilt from the ground up mm -hmm. again deku is the ninth one for all user that doesn't necessarily mean that there's nine generations of people mm -hmm. right because like you mm -hmm. know somebody that was 30 could have given it to somebody that was 20 right so mm -hmm. but um doing the math of it it's like around 115 max 150 years since quirks started showing up it's mm -hmm. it's like like most comics it's it's kind of a little elastic mm -hmm. so no that's one piece uh in all in all that chaos the first one to organize the quirk masses was uh this quirk redirector um he amassed like a large basically mafia to try and have a society but it's it's very like dog eat dog like the powerful um, are going to do whatever they want kind of a thing but all things said it was organized which is interesting to note mm. Deku's like I heard about this but like online as like a conspiracy theory and All Might's like yeah a lot of this stuff is secret and like in the real world <laughs> we have MK Ultra, mm -hmm. which was like a thing where rehired Nazi scientists gave syphilis to all of San Francisco that's true hey this is Nathan from the future actually they didn't do that to San Francisco they did that in Tuskegee they did a different thing called Operation Midnight Climax in San Francisco look that shit up anyway uh here's the rest of the episode and they covered that up in real life until like almost semi-recently right and so like it's not so big of a stretch to be like Oh, yeah, J the Japanese government covered up that, like, X-Men Al Capone ruled <laughs> Japan for 100 years. Because <laughs> that's wild. Mm -hmm. All Might is like, if people get power, they want to look for chances to use it. Which is like, it's obvious, but it's also like, oh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. huh? Mm -hmm. All for One is behind the Nomu, but he also created something else. Um, All for One had a quirkless brother having a, the brother having a sense of justice. He refused all interactions with All for One and uh, starved himself in protests of his evil actions. But eventually, he had a quirk forced upon him by his brother. It was like a strength stockpiling quirk because he was starving himself and his brother didn't want him to die. So he's like, here's the, the Pokemon move stockpile. Here's the TM. <laughs> Even though he was thought to have no quirk, he actually did have a quirk, a seemingly useless one to pass on his quirk to others. This in combo with the power stockpiling quirk made one for all and that's how after eight people having it um when you get it you're fucking you're gonna like blow your bones apart because you're so strong it's been mm -hmm. stockpiling strength for that long Deku's like why are we talking about this now especially if this guy has been around for like a minimum of 100 years and like how is he still around and like since he can steal quirks he found some like help like healing quirks like life lengthening quirks 
Yeah, anti-aging, shit like that. He's got that Olay mineral. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's all for one. <laughs> it's both, actually, yeah, I right? think. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's all for one. Uh, the brother oh decided God. to pass this quirk on in order to someday be able to beat his brother. Um, and All Might thought he killed him in a battle five years ago, and uh, All Might got his gut uh, rocked and lung, like, punched away or whatever. Mm. And um, All For One got his head fucking caved in. Yeah. Which, if you're if you're All Might, whew, this is the moment that they wanted the end of Man of Steel to be, where he, like, decides to break a dude's neck to save people. Mm. It's like... It that this is that, but actually meaningful. Yeah, like the fucking shot of him when he's explaining it, where he's like just fucking like kneeling over like the presumed dead body that clearly doesn't have a head anymore. Like, mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. we still haven't. I don't think. At least I can't remember. I don't think we've seen like a depiction of this actual fight yet. I really want to see it because it's going to be metal as all fuck. Yeah, I think there's only been like that little scene because I think you Mm -hmm. see it later on too because it comes into play, but like you don't see like. And they talk about it a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. That shit's going to whip ass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One for all is the power to beat all for one. And it's Deku's job now to defeat him since it looks like All Might couldn't do it, obviously, right? Or he didn't know like, oh, I got to like destroy the entire spinal column or he's going to come back or whatever. Deku chimes in saying like, well, as long as you're here, All Might, I'll be able to do it. And All Might is like, duh, shit, dude. (laughs) I like how All Might's like, I'm going to come clean. And then Deku like brings up something else and he's like, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) All Might is such a like a need to know basis kind of dude. But he like so many problems would be averted if he was just like, all right, here's the book I wrote about my life. Mm -hmm. You read this. Because Deku would like. (laughs) <laughs> Deku wrote 12 himself. Yeah. <laughs> he tells himself, like Jesse were saying, he's like, tell him, you have to, you have to tell him. You get the, ah, and he doesn't. And he's like, uh, Deku, thank you and I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> As he leaves, uh, All Might is like, when it comes time for you to be a hero, Deku, I, m- I'm not going to be able to be there. So there seems to be like an impending sense of urgency and dread in, in this and if not just because of his like big injury where he where his mouth is bleeding all the time but um there must be some part that we don't know about yet like the way that torino noted that all might would pass on into history mm-hmm. all might being worried about being a ghost in the vestige of one for all in the sports festival nezu and recovery girl being like hey you're not gonna live forever dude remember in relation to how much time he has to terrain the next user um, this is all leading to something, and I'm I'm like really glad that I can lay these dots out now, so you don't have to rewatch the show five times like I have <laughs> to be like, oh, that's why they think oh, this. Oh, stars above. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what do you guys think about this this origin and the reveal and stuff like that? Like, does this is this cool for you, or are you like, oh, that seems whatever? Like, what what do you what do y'all think? I I thought it was cool. I mean, like, I kind of assumed like there has to be a big bad that ties like the, there there has to be a parallel mm-hmm. to all might you know and so like finally seeing that reveal and having it be like such a direct parallel it's yeah. like okay like that that makes sense yeah yeah I, I think it's fucking rad that it's literally like hey they're the same like literally this bad evil like created this very good thing but mm-hmm. I, I i like that this show is literally just like parallels colon the anime uh, yeah. and they just kind of like lean into that in a way that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also it I mean cuz this is something that we see in superhero media a lot which is like it's it's kind of like a chicken or the egg situation, yeah. right? Like who who came first? Like did the emergence of heroes like cause people to be like fuck these guys or and like cuz it, it escalates too. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing is it's like it starts off as like petty crimes mm-hmm. and then people who like are like okay, well I have the ability to stop this so I'm going to and then it grows and grows and grows mm-hmm. and it starts to endanger the public. And like I said, this is something that we've seen a million times in superhero media, but like the way that they do it in my hero mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah, I think yeah. the fact that they're straight up just like yeah, the bad was here first. Mm-hmm. Like, I think uh, the thing that I am, like, coming to really, really like about this show and something that I think it handles it handles really well is, like, overall, I think the show is, like, relatively positive in the way that a lot of, like, shonen shows are. Mm-hmm. But I think that this show also has a very basic understanding of humanity is kind of fucked up, right? Like, yes. we're not good, like, people. Like, we are terrible to each other all the time. I've said this a little bit before, but, like, All for One has the ability to give 
one for all but Mm -hmm. one for all leaves the responsibility all for one which i think is like interesting to think about like oh damn they spitting (laughs) all for one like he could make sure that everybody's like equal or whatever like he could take away everybody's quirks but he's like nope you're gonna be powerful because you want it and then you use your power however you want and that's that's society if you're good at jumping go ahead and might might as well jump (laughs) i also think it's interesting that like nothing explicitly about one for all necessarily says you have to use it for good like it doesn't have like a clause that like fucking thor's hammer has where you have to have like you know worthiness or something like that like you can be fucking horrible and still get one for all if it's willed on to you like Mm -hmm. uh, i I think that's that's really interesting like it it leans into the whole like hey there's some fucking responsibility here that i think Mm -hmm. is something that some other things touch on a little bit but I, i i do think it's just kind of a neat thing to think about and we don't know all of the people that have had right. one for all so mm-hmm. maybe one of them was bad i like i literally don't know because mm-hmm. there are ones that i've learned about more of them since you know because the manga is like you know more than double where the where the anime is or whatever but like i still don't know all of them and i, I couldn't tell you every single thing about even the ones i do know things about something that's interesting to think about too is like thinking about okay so if this guy's been like fucking with stuff in the past you know 115 150 years like how many families are there currently who like had somebody who was maybe shitty in their past but you know turn turn to page and like like how many families like maybe stem from one for all as being like mm-hmm. the root of like how their quirk started um mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just a, just an interesting thought that i'm sure like this show is like the in the manga they're like it's so smart like i'm sure that that comes up especially after nate's hmm. um but yeah like like not necessarily but like family family becomes like wicked important of, and mm-hmm. like lineage and like the like reveals of like oh they're that person's whatever oh man mm-hmm. you know that kind of shit it's almost time for summer vacation but they got to do exams first if everyone does well they all go to camp which i love deku thinks about the story that all might told him and he's like this doesn't really change anything like i still have to be the best hero this is just changing a little bit of like why i need to get good um <laughs> I, but i still need to get good so i'm going to continue to get good so i'm not gonna like belabor the point of like oh man he exploded a dude's head that's so metal or whatever (laughs) meanwhile in some building or whatever all for one seems to be talking about the hero killer he says he did not foresee him getting caught but it helps the league look like it needs more recruits and a piece of shit looking doctor remarks that all for one should have been the one out there unifying people and not hands groper sick diehard joke (laughs) shut the fuck Um, up all for one is just like nope this is all this is all for him to train and get better and and like plus i got a bunch of usb plugs in my head right now doc (laughs) the final episode uh episode 34 gear up for final exams here we go with another we live in a society conversation is sexiness important for hero work (laughs) mount lady and midnight are on tv talking about this it's like a gag but like midnight uses her exposed skin to subdue villains and mount lady's whole thing is thick thighs to save lives (laughs) but like you know, and like I like I said, not to be like we live in a society, but like they're working. Yeah, dude. Like the reason they're treated as sexy is because they lean into it to get more work and side jobs. Yeah, like mm-hmm. do what you got to do. Shit. Like Mount Lady's wearing a jumpsuit, dude. If you're a creep, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like shit, man. Fucking, like I, I didn't really ever think about it until like midnight brought that stuff up. And I'm like, oh, no, that actually makes like perfect fucking sense why you would be like that. Well, and even like whenever midnight is talking about how like she had fucking legislation passed yeah yeah. (laughs) imagine being so sexy that there are now laws (laughs) because of you (laughs) um but yeah over over costumes Mm -hmm. and like how how heroes can kind of present themselves so that that was it's a really interesting conversation Mm -hmm. i love when they do shit like that that like it doesn't really seem like it applies to the kids much but at the same time it's like this really good world building and it makes things more like human Mm mm-hmm and they sneak it in too it's like it's Mm -hmm. like played as a joke but Mm -hmm. it didn't not happen (laughs) it's still there you know anyway the the tv host ends up doing what most uh mass media has done for decades and makes two women compare themselves to each other to tear each other apart for the benefit of the male gaze tell them and like midnight is like should necessity be seen as sexy and i said damn the one that puts people to sleep is woke Um, I did note also that Midnight's old outfit looks a lot like Momo's and so I'm like making that connection in my head that they're kind of 
they're kind of similar in that mm -hmm. regard where it's like they use their body to do their their hero work more so than you know somebody like bakugo mm -hmm. they get in a little fight these two don't really like get along but you'd hope that like real heroes could put dumb shit like this behind them if they need to actually do hero work and not sell shampoo or whatever. And that like Stain's, Stain was like, oh, this rated R hero and the shampoo saleswoman like are not the type to like lay down their lives and defend people. But hopefully the whole thesis of, of the show is like, is Stain wrong or is he right? Yeah. Um, but enough, enough about Mount Lady. <laughs> um, <laughs> practical exams are coming up. We see everyone's class rankings um, going into the written exam momo is number one and offers to help him study um she's worried about the practical but she seems to be like a natural born leader when it comes to like this other side of things like teaching people stuff which is cool again she should be the class rep if she was able to like apply that on the spot thinking to hero work and not accommodating for others and oops shit that's her whole arc um the, the kids worry about the practical at lunch uh, when Monoma from class B hops in and chastises them for being in trouble all the time and not being able to learn in like real class. <laughs> That's like something though that I, I don't know. It's just wild to think about because like I think it's uh what Kaminari and Mina, they're the two lowest grades. And like they're not shit starters or or bad kids or anything like that. Like they're very but like one of the things that they bring up is like, yeah, like we just haven't had time to study because so much shit's happening constantly. And like think about that. Like think about being in that class. Like these kids are constantly just getting the shit between like the the stuff that happened in season one, yeah. the internships where they were just like pulled from class and having to do all this work and like their friends going through stuff. This is it's it truly trauma kids. Yeah. <laughs> Trauma, trauma, trauma kids. <laughs> and you see how the people who are like processing this stuff, these kids are all going to end up like, I've tried, I've tried getting work done while being depressed or anxious or shit having sucks. shit happening in my life. It sucks. Like, yeah. I feel so bad for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, I was, I was shitty in college as I was, as I was depressed and trying to do work. And I was just writing fucking essays about Stanley Kubrick. These people got to get on boats and punch squid people or whatever. <laughs> shit, man. God damn. Um, he gets chopped by Kendo before she takes his filet mignon ass away and tells mm. Deku that the upperclassmen warned her that the practical was going to be more robots like the entrance exam um and deku's like is this part of the exam am i in the exam right now <laughs> which <laughs> i really enjoy. all in the exam at all times <laughs> Deku, deku's getting some todoroki brain <laughs> yeah <laughs> um bakugo um is like hey deku fuck you stop stealing my shit but at this practical i don't want another half-ass sports festival win and honestly like fair how are you gonna like test yourself if you're ready for hard mode, but they got you on easy, right? Like mm -hmm. he storms out and Aizawa is like, Bakugo has been been acting up. He's he's frustrated that he's falling behind. Um, and I don't mean to like over justify Bakugo being a huge piece of shit, but like that is the reason, at least there's not no mm -hmm. reason for him being a dick, um, whether it's a good reason or not is a completely different thing. It all comes back to like our early episodes of the show where we talked about Bakugo has major gifted kid syndrome and yeah, like totally. coming to terms with that sucks <laughs> yeah and now he's like i have to catch up and and i and i hung out with a pair of pants with eyes and a haircut mm -hmm. like what the fuck man I, I yelled at some kids but sue fought drug smugglers <laughs> like jesus christ the kids show up to momo's house um and study in a beauty and the beast ass looking dining room which i love um we see everyone else uh prepare in myriad ways and we cut to the written exam it looks like momo helped kaminari didn't leave anything blank lol relatable i said <laughs> <laughs> and like this is a wider thing like the collectivism versus exceptionalism does like my hero make a society that incorporates both like is the exceptionalism of like let the powerful people do the thing they're best at. Like, let Bakugo be number one and be challenged. Mm -hmm. And by him being challenged more, you are also challenging yourselves to be better, to be better than him for the sake of the collective. I don't know. That's sort of another one of the major things in this show is like, is being number one good for all of the other numbers here or what 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 am a hero do to be the good hero you know what yeah. i mean yeah <laughs> it really make a you think <laughs> it's kind of like i mean it kind of seems like the no kids or no child left behind sort of thing in schools where it's like how do how do you structure that how, what does mm -hmm. equality and equity look like yeah. in mm -hmm. studies like yeah the the painter and the ballerina shouldn't be taught how to like fix printers mm -hmm. you know they should be they should be doing their thing yep. It's just, just like an interesting thing to think about. Mm -hmm. uh, time for the practical, though. Um, we're at some kind of fucking mall food court entrance or whatever. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the teachers are here. 
The practical is going to be teams of two fighting teachers um, chosen specifically to work together and then against the teacher. Um, we see a flashback to a teacher meeting as they plan all this out. Um, they talk about how like society feels a little weird right now. Um, relatable. Yeah. They're not going to use robots because they're like, we got to get these kids used to punching people. Hmm. Nezu is like the best way to protect these students is to train them. Simple. And it's like, yeah, I, I do agree with that to a certain extent. Like if we want them to be good at doing the hero work, we got to train them to do the hero work good. So here are the teams and their paired teacher, Shoto and Momo versus uh, Eraserhead to eliminate their quirks and get them thinking smarter. Deku and Bakugo are against All Might to learn how to do teamwork and not like to be like a fucking weeb for All Might. Kirishima and Sato versus Cementos. Froppy and Tokayami versus Creepthroat, I said. <laughs> um, Ojiro and Ida versus Metal Greymon. Aoyama and Uraraka versus 13. Mina and Kaminari versus Nezu, which is like the worst students versus the literal principal of the school, yeah. which is like terrifying. Jiro and Anima uh, versus Presentation Michael. Um, Shoji and Hagakure versus Snipe. And then Mineta and Sero versus Midnight. They got to cuff the teacher or escape in 30 minutes or they fail. Jiro is like, wait, but President Mike, aren't you just like the radio guy? And this is my favorite line that he ever says in in the in the dub he says dummy hey girl watch your mouth ha that's <laughs> <laughs> very 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 good Professor Mike is so good dummy hey girl watch your mouth hi <laughs> I said it before recording, but I'll say it again here so we have it on the recording. But uh, present Mike is just the yin yang twin. <laughs> <laughs> the teachers are being limited via weights made by Mei Hatsume, which is really cool. It'll call back to remember, like, there are other people in this school. And I like how Deck was like, Mei Hatsume, <laughs> which is very funny to me. Recovery Girl is like, damn, I'm going to have to smooch some boo-boo boo-boos on some boo-boos today, huh? And Recovery Girl has hand-drawn signs wherever she is to be just like, here's where you get, here's where you don't die, everyone. I love that. It's so yeah. cute because it's like, you can tell that she was like a hero as a very young person and is just like, well, this is my shtick. <laughs> and then she mm -hmm. just stuck with that. Team Rock Candy is first is what I said. They want to break through Cementos's shit um, with strength, but they're basically dealing with a rock version of Shoto. Sato gets an intro here. Sugar makes him strong. A lot like me in podcasting. Um, but it only lasts three minutes, sort of like me in podcasting. <laughs> Kirishima and Sato lose because they didn't pace themselves or know that they were beat, sort of like me in podcasting. <laughs> Recovery Girl leaves to give some sugar to Team Rock Candy because <laughs> they totally beefed it. And Deku notes how tough this is going to be. Um, and mm. uh, Tokiyami and Sue are against some kind of trench coat bastard. And that's and that's your cliffhanger for this one. There isn't a really clean ending for this because the last five minutes of this episode is a different thing. So I believe that it is time for Cam to talk about advertisements. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Welcome to Cam Koenig's Bad Advertisement Corner. Um, as you all know, of course, I... Imagine Cam in a smoking jacket. Yeah, of course. As you all know, uh, I'm, I I don't have the, the, the plan with Hulu where you don't have to watch ads. And at this point, I've backed myself into a corner that I hate, but I have to keep doing it. Um, three ads I wanted to bring to your attention today. Um, two of them, just going to gloss over very quickly. Uh, the first one, I actually forget what brand it was because I didn't like the ad at all, but it was just a <laughs> fucking protein shake advertisement, but it was weirdly sexual. Like, mm. it was just like a bunch of like very slow close-up shots of just like pouring like white and brown liquid into glasses and then people drinking it and I did not like it. I love my chocolate milk. Uh, chocolate yeah. milk. Um, <laughs> chocolate milk make me strong. <laughs> that's my quirk. That's um, literally Sato, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second ad, um, nothing special. Just shout out to Honda out there just doing fucking truck porn. Just like fucking <laughs> two trucks. Yeah. <laughs> just like fucking just this truck is going up a fucking mountain and it's got a fucking bale of hay in the back and this dude is just fucking trucking and it's good <laughs> um so shout out to fucking that nobody uses a truck like that happy honda days indeed. happy honda yeah. days dude for the rest of us um truck <laughs> truck commercials have been the same since the early I 90s know. Like, rock, rock yeah. thing. it's just always just like look at it going up that 45 look, degree you want to fuck that truck don't you yeah don't even think about how the camera's probably tilted a little bit here don't even think about it the truck go up the hill trunk big. go hill good um and then the one that i wanted to get into detail a little bit because i'm just like hey this is fucking weird um it was a sudden link internet provider ad 
Um, and this dad basically walks in his family. They're all just like fucking hanging out in the living room. A few of them are playing video games. A couple of them are like watching stuff on their phones and tablets. Um, and dad shows up, drops some like takeout food on the table. And he's like, all right, what's up, fuckers? Movie night. Uh, and then it like cuts to like uh, uh, like this bear icon on the mug and the like lobster on the plastic sack and the like weird fake rock star on a vinyl record in the living room talking about how impressive it is that they can all stream and play their stuff at the same time, which I'm like, this is fucked up. I want to know who walked into like the, the boardroom and pitched that. Me too. And everybody was like, that makes right, sense. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Let's go with it. Yeah. So here's the, here's the, here's where I like kind of take a weird issue with it. Um, like everybody's like doing all this stuff, you know, first of all, Hey, they're all using the internet at the same time. That should maybe be the norm and not a selling point, my dudes. Um, Dad is just like, all right, movie night. Uh, But they aren't all watching the same movie, but they're expected to stop playing video games or watching what they are. So they have to watch another movie, but like on their own personal devices while dad watches his stupid fucking rom-com on the television. Why does it matter that they're watching a movie? Just let them keep doing what they want. It's fucking fine. You've made a bad commercial family, whatever company this is. Yeah, that's all I got. I was like, (laughs) if I'm just getting sick dubs in Fortnite and you're like, nah, bro, you got to go watch this fucking watch the Lion King remake, motherfucker. Yeah, Yeah, you got to go watch. You got to watch the Lion King. I'd be like, no, dad, I'm going to keep getting sick dubs in Fortnite, buddy. (laughs) No, dad, you you watch the Lion King remake, buddy. (laughs) That's 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 all I have. So please continue nice. the rest of the program. Thank you. At least it wasn't Google Fiber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't I have not gotten one of those in a while, but there are like billboards around me that are just like, hey, look, it's Internet. You don't have to notice. I'm like, I'd like to notice if I had Internet. Thanks. I, I don't notice it because I already have it. Thank you. I don't I don't notice it because I use it. <laughs> I do notice that. I would prefer to notice that my Internet's working. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you, you got Cam nailed it. No, notice it on my bank statement. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh right. my god. But as like a final little note for for here, I hope that like the like talk about the world building and the perspective of like where things are potentially going isn't like either too artsy or ruining things for people. So like literally tweet me if you think we should cover one aspect of the show more or less or whatever because I want to make this a good show for just the listeners. This isn't just me wanking off my fucking degree here or whatever with my friends <laughs> on a discord call like yeah, it's, i don't i don't want to see that so you've made that clear <laughs> <laughs> i i really want for the next uh episode because we're all on camera nate i would love it if you scan your art degree and we'll do a <sighs> zoom call and then just make that your background <laughs> we'll just uh we'll just do the thing where you like fucking cut out your like eyes and mouth and then nate is just the talking film degree <laughs> Holding a broadcast degree. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Just cradling it like a child. Uh, next episode will be the end of season two. So we want to make sure that we got our game lock tight. So if you have any feedback at all, listeners or hosts, get at me. Because season three is going to pop the fuck off. This arc is the last one. There will be zero villain involvement with the kids until mm. the beginning of season five. So. Yeah. Cool. If I, as I've always said, shit's good. Shit's wild. Shit has stakes. But. Like a Brazilian restaurant, this shit has unlimited steaks, and it'll be a while before we get to have some good, good glazed pineapple. Okay, I gotta go eat. Um, $70. Sounds good. Dude, I know. Um, So that is it for this one. The next episode episode of the podcast is going to be the finale of season two uh, in the anime. Not season two of this podcast, because we'll have a couple episodes after that. But uh, episodes 35 through 30 eight and then after that uh maybe secure um access to the two heroes movie because that is going to be the actual end of season two here and i am excited because i have not seen that and i'm gonna punch god in the face when i watch it (laughs) i am like genuinely stoked to watch something i have not seen yet it fucking rips and it's not even the best of the two movies that are out and the third one's got announced Ah! okay i (laughs) actually i have only seen the movies one time i saw them both in theaters so i'm super excited to go back because like i mean what like two heroes came out like three four like probably Probably three years ago, right? So I haven't. It was in the long, long ago, man. I don't know. <laughs> it, so like, I haven't seen this movie in three years, and I am 
stoked. Like, honestly, all of our next episodes of the big three are like the content. The content is so fucking good. <laughs> like the beginning of season three is amazing. The next episode I really love because it's mm-hmm. got my boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your boy. My boy. And then the movie, too. Like, oh, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be good. I'm going to I'm going to be fucking hyped. I hope you all are ready. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> In my opinion, there's a little dip at the second half of season three. But otherwise, mm-hmm. like this shit, every episode, it's just going to be us just screaming into a microphone. But that's all for the screaming into the microphone for today. <laughs> so, everyone, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of The Big Three. Next time, like I said, we're going to be going over episodes 35 through 38, four episodes all the way through season four in the anime or season two. No. Yeah. Watch all through season four. Jesus Christ. <laughs> season two. Uh, you like the- next week <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll do it <laughs> the show's actually uh ending this is yeah, the last yeah, episode uh... of the big three just watch the rest <laughs> oh my god um if you like these episodes the ones that we're actually doing or think that we missed something hit us up at, at big three cast on twitter or check out our discord link in the description and of course check out some good shows biz where the biz stands for business for some more good shows like this one we just launched a permanent on the alternating schedule with this show Hamburglore forever, um, the endless poopy train. Yeah, my my Sisyphean torment continues. Mm-hmm. I will be doing that show until I keel over and die. Until I literally die. For your enjoyment. So with that, our show art is by the wonderful Jess Howard. Our music is by Julian V. Their work can be found at at JulesVZ. I can be found at Victory Position on Twitter. I can be found at Just Jess is Fine on Twitter. And I can be found at at the Candy Man. Also recording this on February 6th. Happy birthday, Mewtwo. And this has been the big three. Peace. (laughs) 